What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Kicks Podcast. It has been quite some time since you heard our voices, so uh, the World Cup is over. We are back to club football. England's back. Italy is back. The rest of the world is back, and that means Scotty, Coach Steve, and myself are back. So, boys, what's going on? It's been a while. I mean, we've been doing a lot of stuff over on our Patreon, getting some written picks up for the for the crew, but it's been a while since we've actually sat down and done a, a full-scale pod, uh, and it feels good to do it with club football coming back because, if we're being honest, I got a little tired of the World Cup and the, the back end of it. It just kind of wore thin on me for some reason this year. Yeah, good to be back. I mean, it's it's first one since the the final preview, right? The, the finals yeah. kind of jump-started me, I have to admit. Um, you know, I put in a, a handful of bets on the, Ar- the Argentina-France match, and it kind of got me restarted. My Patreon picks were were flying through the first couple of match days for the, the Premier League, so I can't complain. Um, yes, but it's sir. good to be back. Good to be able to talk about pretty much all the leagues, except for, you forgot, Nick, the Bundesliga is still on break. That's my moneymaker. That's true, season. Coach Worldwide. So I, have, I have to wait a couple more weeks for that. Now, so just to, to catch everybody up, um, first half of the season, guys were absolutely on fire. Uh, 85, 45, and 8 on the year as a group. That is plus 31 and a half units. Um, the last three weeks, as the guys mentioned, uh, we haven't recorded, but we have been putting our picks on Patreon. Those have been free for all to see. Um, but, you know, now that we're back to regular recording, that will go to, to patrons only. Uh, but we are 15 and six currently up nine units the last three weeks on those Patreon picks. So while we haven't recorded, we've still put in that same handicapping um, energy that, that you guys are getting <laughs> from us right now on the pod. So um, we have not cooled off to start the year. Happy to report that. Um so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, we got a couple of midweek game reactions. Uh, so there were games in both leagues. That is, you're listening to this now. Um, we have buy or sell and, of course, our hat trick of picks. So let's just get into it, boys. Uh, midweek, I'm going to I'm gonna run through a couple of talking points. And I'll let you take me where you want to. But a um, couple of ups, upsets in Serie A. We have Lazio in a disastrous loss to Lecce, um, especially since they were up one nothing. Napoli handed their first loss of the season to Inter, one nothing. What do you make of those two games? I didn't get to watch them, but um, when Lazio went up one nothing through Chiro, I was kicking myself looking at the the live score at at work because I was considering betting Chiro Napoli, you know, player goal parlay, you know, team to win. And then lo and behold, your boys blew it. So I yeah, mean, terrible. I, I do I do take a small joy out of that being a Roma fan. Um, it's always always you know. Uh, something to to smile about. Napoli, I didn't get to see the match. I can't say how they played, but I will say uh, Luciano Spalletti is the manager. His teams tend to go into a swoon around this time of year post-Christmas. Uh, for whatever reason, I saw it with my Roma a couple times. I've We saw it with Inter a few times. Um, not saying Napoli is going to completely bottle it because they still have a sizable lead, but I'm just wondering if this is the first of uh, a sign of things to come. I know this week they have a, a slightly easier matchup against like a mid-table club can't remember off the top of my head, but then next week I did see they play Juventus. So there'll, there'll be some challenges for them. And I think they might even play Roma toward the end of the month. We'll see how Roma's playing at that point. But this this is going to be a, a telling month for Napoli, I think. Yeah, the the Napoli game was was an odd one. I mean, the, the lineup was interesting. I, Lozano, I started off on the bench. They had Politano in. I don't... That was I weird. Like that, yeah. that didn't make sense to me unless that was like a World Cup thing. I don't know if 
but Lozano was out early, right? Mexico didn't really yeah. go very far. Yeah, so yeah, group stage. It, it was an odd lineup selection. I don't know if it's just again like they're trying to ease people back in, but um, I think that has as much to do with it as anything. I mean, Napoli's been scoring goals like no other this whole season, and then they put up a zero. You know, first game back, it's a little, little concerning. But I don't think that's a trend necessarily. But you guys know more than than I do about that. It just to me as a better, I'm not concerned yet. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm going to get into it because they're one of my locks. I think Scotty, they're one of your locks as well. So I'll definitely have more to say. Um, I, I just think the way they played was—it's uh, more so credit to Inter than it was, you know, Napoli an awful performance. I think Inter did everything they needed to do right. Um, and and you know, we've given Inzaghi a lot of shit on this podcast for good reason. But I think he got this game right. I think he loaded the midfield well. I think his defenders stepped up. And quite honestly, they created a lot of good chances. So uh, fortunate for Napoli that they didn't lose two or three. Nothing. Um, and it's just reality. Um, two other teams I want to touch on in the league. We have Roma and Juventus. Neither can score, but both seem to escape this week with three points. Roma with an early penalty kick. And Juve with a last-minute free kick. Coach. What do you have to say about your boys? I didn't get to watch them. Like I said, it was 1030 <laughs> this morning, and that's during the workday. I had even watched the highlights yet because clearly there was only one highlight. Um, I did bet team total over one and a half today, and I thought when Pellegrini buried the penalty in the sixth minute, uh, I had 84 minutes to find a second goal. Clearly, Roma uh, was not interested. They they defended well from what I read. Um, goal line clearance by Tammy, of all people, at the end of the match to sa- salvage the one nothing win. But good to get the three points, um, move, move forward, and, and hopefully – builds a little momentum heading into uh, the San Siro on Sunday against Milan. That'll be telling. We'll see where, where Roma is, um, you know, um, and then Juve. Uh, I mean, you and I had them today. Um, they squeaked it out. You're not allowed to admit that coach. That's yeah. yeah. That's your <laughs> I mean, that's... I mean, when you see them at minus minus one thirty at Cremonese pre-match, you, you kind of have to take it. Uh, I was wary of a lot of the steady out bets heading into today because of, you know, this was the first match back after almost two months now. Um, they scraped by, unfortunately, I guess, from our perspective as fans, but I'll be curious to see how they continue. You know, it took that much to beat Cremonese, who has been yeah. been very poor, right? One of the poorest yeah. teams in, in the league, uh, sitting 19th with no wins, the only winless team in the whole league. So um, yeah. has to be somewhat concerning still for Juventini, I think. Definitely. Scott, did you see any of that match? No, I didn't see it, but I, I do have a question for Coach because it's been a trend that's been going on this season, and I've seen a lot of defense of it from Roma fans where Roma is leading the league or whatever in XG. They create all these chances, and everyone thinks you know it's just a matter of time until they kind of turn it around because they, they've been underperforming their XG by so much. But at a certain point, I don't know that that's necessarily a fluke and more of just a trend in terms of the quality of their finishing. Where do you stand on that, Coach? Are you concerned that they can't score goals from open play or at least put away these these decent chances they've been getting or do you think that's just something that will kind of resolve itself during the end of the season yeah i mean again i didn't see the match today so i can't speak but from what i uh from what i read from people that were commenting on arkia zitoti twitter uh was that they they weren't creating much they weren't finishing they didn't even look that uh you know, hell bent on scoring a second goal, which that that concerns me a bit. I'm looking at the XG here from AS Roma Data, a Twitter account, 1.55 to 0.55. So maybe a, a goal and a half. So you're somewhere between the one and two goals. But again, uh, Nick mentioned the only goal was from a penalty kick. That concerns me a bit. You know, Tammy was on the bench to start the match. I, I don't know if that's a message from Mourinho. Um, but 
it, it does concern me because when you look at the XG2 um, toward the tail end when Dybala was not playing ahead of the World Cup, he came back for the last match to prove he was fit for Argentina. Um, they weren't creating much XG in those last three or four matches. So a lot of it depends on him and when he's clicking. Um, they're going to need him top form on Sunday. And like we saw today, he left with cramps at some point. I think it was the 70th minute or so. Um, yeah. Um, you know, if he can't go 90, which I don't know if he can at this point, where do you get goals from late in the match if, if he has to come off after 65, 70, because, you know, he's working back to full fitness. So that's that's the tough thing. And I'm, 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 I'm more with Scott than I am with the analytics here. So early on in the, I mean, I said it in our preview, I've said it pretty much all year. I thought Tammy was going to be the guy this year. He had a phenomenal yeah. season last year. He had a, a little bit of rough, um, we call it puck luck, right? He hit a lot of hit a lot of posts and had some really, really good saves against him. I mean, it's a guy who, if things went differently, could add 30 goals. Um, so you, you you kind of expect him to pick up where he left off. That hasn't happened, and it doesn't look like it's turning around anytime soon. Um, Pellegrini, I think this is, what, his second or third goal in the league, um, and they're all coming from set pieces. He doesn't have a goal from open play that I'm aware of, and that's a guy that I rate very that highly. That doesn't concern me as much, though, because he's more of a creator, and uh, when he scores, okay, he's usually who's, from who's Who's he creating for? Well, that's the problem is that so, the other right? players aren't putting we it got, in. Right? We got Dybala, who is or isn't – his talent is undeniable, but is or isn't healthy any given week. And then we have Zaniolo, who they're trying to pretty much shoehorn into a, a striker position, and that's not working. I mean, I don't know that he ever was or should have been a forward, but at what point does Mourinho switch something up or give up on that experiment? Because that's clearly not working. So, I, I mean, I, I think they're still underperforming relative to the talent on the team and and how good these players we know can be. But at some point, Scotty's right, right? The, the team is who they are. And this is, you know, they're a fourth, fifth, sixth place team, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said, you know, heading in, you know, the goal for Roma is to qualify for the Champions League. It was never the Scudetto. I know there's a lot of people when they signed Dybala and they signed Belotti and um, Winhaldum, who hasn't really played yet. Uh, he's back in training finally. That you know, Scudetto's talk starts starts coming around, but it's a team that had holes last year. It's a team that finished in sixth place for a reason, right? Um, I think fourth place is still feasible, depending on how the rest of the season goes. How you know Juve's playing, how Inter's playing, and you know there's obviously other teams involved. Um, but they're going to have to do something either in the Mercato. Um, hopefully, when Haldem plays well when he comes back, because there's issues in the midfield, I think, and they're they're no better than a third or fourth place team. I think at, at their peak right now. Um, no. so all that's good to talk at the beginning of the year was just people seeing Dybala signing and thinking one player is going to make all the difference. And he does make a difference when he plays, but not to that level. There's other places yeah. where you need, you know, it's, it's not the NBA where one guy can, can do it all. I think the end of this month is really going to tell us a lot about who these teams are and where they stand. And not just Roma. I mean, the league as a whole, right? There's some good fixtures coming up the next two or three weeks. Um, so let's let's shift over to the Premier League. We have Arsenal, who dropped points, a tightly contested match at Newcastle. And then, Scotty, your boys, Liverpool. Um, you know, we, we know that's another question of can the team stay fit and healthy, but the problem with them is an offense. Uh, it's very clearly their defense. So what do you make of those two results from the midweek? Yeah, I mean, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm not worried about dropping points at Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle is uh, one of the best legit. teams in the league, you know, for the past year, right? Going going on since last January when Eddie Howe took over. So there's no really no shame there. I think it's frustrating because you're you're you know, I know how this feels. You're being chased by City, who they also drop points to to Everton. So you're trying to do take advantage of whatever opportunity yes. you can to kind of build up that lead. 
Um, Cause you know that they drop points very few and far between. Um, so I can understand there's a little bit of frustration there, but there's maybe, I don't think there's really anything to be concerned about. Um, Liverpool. Yeah. I think it's fair to be somewhat concerned about them. Um, yeah, I, I've said this before on the podcast. They're, the seasons they're kind of in an in-between season where they're they're definitely very old. You know, their their key players are now well into their thirties. You can't stay healthy. They look slower on the pitch. Um, Klopp has clearly kind of changed the play style to kind of accommodate that, so you're not seeing them press as much. Uh, and the result is, you know, they're giving up you know, tons and tons of goals, right? The, the press is what protects that back line. They, they play a really high back line and they press the ball carrier to make sure that they can't get, you know, perfect pass off. But when you stop pressing, it's easy to make runs in behind. And when you have an aging back line and Van Dyke and, and Matt tip, um, you know, there's space for, for pacier players to, to get in and, and, and get shots on goal. Um, there's a stat today that Allison has already made more saves this season than he did in the season uh, prior, uh, which I think is like 57, and then we're halfway through. Um, so it's just kind of a sign of, of what's been happening. Uh, is there a solution? I don't think there's a solution this season. Um, you know, it's just you got to kind of weather the storm. Um, if you're going to get top four, great. But if you're not, you know, my preference is getting to like eighth or ninth spot because when you start playing in, you guys know, in, in Europa and in the Conference League, you're just keeping that same match congestion and it's not good for Liverpool with the, the way that they try to play. Um, so I think it'd be better for them to kind of take a season off from Europe and then try to really push for the league again next season. If you can get enough players in, in, in the summer. Yeah, I was, I was shocked that Brentford beat him. Um, but in Liverpool's defense, you look at their, you know, team sheet every week and you see the players missing out every weekend. I haven't seen a, a longer injury list week after week after week all season. So it's, it's tough for them. And, you know, um, sometimes a restart's needed when you get players into their thirties, like Scotty said, you know, Arsenal dropping points to Newcastle, no shame in that, um, you know, a zero, zero draw. We've seen how hard Newcastle is to break down quality point for Newcastle. You know, that was our team. We highlighted, uh, <clears throat> I guess since mid season last year, and they've been really good. Yeah, since. Some um, people are accrediting Eddie Howe, but I think the streets know kicks and picks turn that franchise around. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how Newcastle, you know, fights off United, Tottenham, Liverpool, because those are the teams that are probably fighting for third and fourth place right now. So um, I didn't I didn't bring it up, but I, I want to bring it up. Manchester United very sneakily into the top yeah. four. They're now level on points with Newcastle with a game in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are the Juventus of the Premier League. It's the clear say. top four to me right now. I mean, it's it's Newcastle, Arsenal and the two Manchester clubs are the easy clear top four I don't think there's really any debating that you know Tottenham and Conte have they had a great result today for nothing win against Crystal Palace but up until that point there's been lots of concern kind of going around very they managed, shaky they managed to save you know a, a draw I think against Brentford before Liverpool yep. when they're down two down, yep. um, the defense is bad um, just as bad as Liverpool's the, the attack hasn't been as strong as I think everyone has hoped Kulisevsky missing has been a, a key part in that uh, I think he's coming back soon so maybe a little bit of help there but then you have Liverpool and Chelsea who were to say they're disappointing is an understatement um, yep. so I don't really think there's any threat there and then it's full, um, which credit to Fulham, you know, it's a good yeah. story, but it, it hit us, hit us both draw no bets these past couple of yeah. days. Right. Yeah. yeah so I think you've got a clear top four and then it's going to be, you know, a, a mishmash of the rest getting the, yeah. their last European places. Like I said, going to be a hell of a January for, for all teams involved. So let's see what yeah, it does. Just, uh, just on Spurs real quick. I mean, <laughs> did you ever think Nick coming from being a Serie A fan that we'd ever say that an Antonio Conte defense is, is pretty bad. 
Um, no, probably not. I, I mean, I, I think it's usually the strength of his sides. Uh, and I can't even really pinpoint as to why. Um, I mean, I can. You want me to do it? Go, yeah, please. He's trying to play a, a three in the back formation in the Premier League. It never works. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's what works. I'm trying to say, right? It's it's not the lack been of his bread and butter. Like, he did it with the national team. Yeah. I'm, it, it's it just it's never worked in the Premier League. Yeah. It, there's been so many players that so many managers have come in and tried it, and it just always blows up in their face. Uh, you have to, and if, if it's going to work, you really need to have at least two like world-class center backs um, yeah. and then world-class wingers. And he does not have world-class, or, uh, yeah. sorry, but wing backs. He does not have world-class wing backs by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, he's Ivan Perisic at like 33 years old. I think yeah. a left yeah. wing back most of the time. So there you have it. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into buy or sell. Let's get into some of the odds this weekend. Uh, really only one marquee game in Italy. It is Roma. Traveling to Milan, uh, coming off of that one nothing win, as we mentioned, uh, a little bit of that lack of creativity and finishing that we spoke about. Milan coming off of a strong performance. Liao and Tonali on the score seat. Buy or sell, Roma pulling an upset. So Milan is a heavy favorite, minus 120. Roma plus 300. Draw plus 255. Roma draw no bet plus one ninety five. Roma double chance minus one ten. I'll go first because I think Coach is going to have the ultimate opinion on this one. So I don't yes. want to have Coach take all the talking points, leave me with nothing. Um, I'm going to sell Roma's chances at this more so because of what we kind of discussed with, with their XG. I don't, I don't see them scoring a lot, uh, especially in, in you know going to Milan. Um, Whereas, you know, Milan, for whatever reason, you know, they find a way to get the ball in the back of the neck. I mean, Leao is great, but the rest of the forwards, I've always been very vocal about being unimpressed with, yet it, it seems to work. So I think this was one where I could see, you know, if Milan get to the magic number of two, it's pretty much over. Um, I don't see Roma getting two in this one. So that's kind of where I'm at. Coach, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to, you know be hopeful heading in but i'm not i'm not buying this um based on what rome has done so far against the big teams besides beating inter they haven't been great right um i expect them probably to try to sit back and counter like they've done so often against the big size and i just don't know if they are going to be able to find the goals like you said they're probably going to need to i don't think you're shutting milan out at home um can they find two like they did at the san Siro against inter maybe um but it, i'd be far from saying, you know, definitely take it, right? Um, I think if Roma gets a result, it's probably a draw um, is what I would lean toward more. And, and, and Minus you 110 me. turns I'm out the, into a winner. Yeah, I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist usually with my teams, but it's it's hard to um, put money on them. You know, it's it's one thing to say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my team a chance, but then to put money on it uh, is another story. You know, if, if we get to Sunday afternoon and I've hit a few bets this weekend on the Premier, uh, not really Premier League, FA Cup or – other steady on, I have a little bit of bankroll. Maybe I'll throw a little something on draw no bet just to make it a little more fun. Um, but I, I don't know how much I would I would stake on my own club this weekend. So it was interesting. I was watching the odds shift in real time today as I started to put together notes for this episode. Milan was even money. And by the time I got to the end of, of putting all this stuff together, they were all the way at minus 120. Uh, yeah, I think it might even started... move to 125 and plus 320 by the time we uh, got on, I think, last last Ooh. check I saw. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, Roma's, yeah. So, I mean, they started, they were like plus two something and they went all the way up to plus 300 on the money line. So um, that should tell you a lot. I think I'm going to sell it as well. I don't think they win this game. That being said, 
I think Roma double chance at basically even money is as good a number as you could possibly hope for. Um, you know, it's it's the Nick philosophy, right? Big game, kind of evenly matched teams on paper. Anything could happen. Is a draw a great result for Roma? Maybe it is. Maybe that's what they play for. It could happen. I'm not necessarily going to take it, but I do like the number. Let's uh, shift over to the FA Cup. There is no Premier League action this weekend, um, but there are a couple of interesting games in that competition. First one is Everton at Manchester United, and we're going to make this one short and sweet. Buy or sell. Does United's form make this a cakewalk? They have won nine of their last ten. The only bet that is somewhat interesting here is Everton plus half a goal, and that is plus 165. You guys think Everton has a shot? No. (laughs) <laughs> right, I'll, I'll take uh I'll, I'll play devil's advocate um no you won't you hate everton no i will because everton <laughs> just went to manchester and they played the better manchester team and they drew um so who's to say that they can't do that again against the other manchester club i mean it, if you can go into the etihad and you can come out with a point you can absolutely go into old trafford and, and get come out with a draw um and but this is you know the, obviously the half a goal is, is for the first 90 minutes so it if it is a draw, it still goes in extra time. So it yep. ignores that. If yep. you can get yourself to extra time or, or play yourself level, why not? I mean, Everton, the, the way that they're going to play is they're going to try and play on the counter. They're going to try and soak up attack. You know, United have been hit or miss with this. Sometimes they do get two or three goals and sometimes they struggle. So if Everton can get lucky on one of their counters and, and you know, have a, a, you know, a quick counter that, that can get them a goal, then maybe they can soak up enough and at least get the draw for you. They did um, just give up four to Brighton. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk yeah. about Brighton. I think Brighton, you guys like to Zerbi, but Brighton have been great all season long. I mean, they lost Graham Potter and they didn't miss a beat. So I'm not really going to disparage Everton for losing against Brighton. I think Liverpool also lost to Brighton too. So it's it's not exactly a, something I can do at this point in time. But um, I don't know. It, it, it It's compelling to me, uh, especially because you don't know if United's going to be playing their strongest lineup in this well, one. Well, that's you what know, I was they, just going to say. I, you I have think to you have to look at the lineups in these Everton's going right? to go in with a, probably a full lineup and maybe United rest some guys. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do like, and we haven't spoken about it yet, and we might as well just say it, I, I think the fact that Ronaldo's no longer on the team, getting that distraction away from yeah. the team could yeah. only benefit United. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, it makes things a lot easier for, for Ten Hag, right? I mean, selecting the, the lineup and, and figuring out what forwards he was playing, it's – has been kind of tricky, even though they have plenty of talent, you know, between Sancho and, and Rashford, Anthony, Bruno Fernandez, and then you throw in Ronaldo into that, it gets kind of confusing. Yeah. You move Ronaldo from that equation, not even talking about the distraction he's creating for being such a you know douchebag during the whole time, but it makes that lineup a lot clearer, right? You have a Bruno Fernandez who's clearly an attacking mid, you know where to slot him. You have Anthony who can play on the right, you have uh Jim Sancho who can play on the left if you need him. And then Rashford has come back to his true goal scoring form as playing a true nine, which is what I said all last season. It was crazy to me that they kept playing Ronaldo up top and had tried to have Rashford playing in like a 10 or off the wing when Rashford always played well as a nine. And now that he's back in that position, he's back scoring goals. It it, it all makes sense, right? It's just, you had to get a manager in here to kind of deal with the the distraction and the, the nuisance that was Ronaldo. And now the pieces are starting to come together. But are you buying Everton to get this result? Didn't say that. I was gonna say I was gonna play a devil's advocate. Yeah, you played. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Are you buying it? <laughs> You're confirmed buying it. I'll buy it at plus one sixty five. Sure, that's a good number. No, it's a good number. All right, let's get to the next matchup. It's uh, we're gonna get a little creative on this one because we need to. 
Uh, Chelsea is taking on Man City. This is four days after they play in the EPL. So uh, we are recording this Wednesday night. They're playing tomorrow, Thursday. Um, if you, well, there's probably no chance you're listening to this, but Scotty and I do both have locks on that game. We both do think City will be winning that game. So the buyer sell here is can City pull off a double win Thursday and Sunday? And if you were to parlay both of those on the money line, it is plus 131. Buying or selling city times two. I mean, I think the fact that the parlay is only plus 131 speaks to how big of a favorite they are heading into both of those matches, right? Um, Coach math. Yeah, doing the the quick math here. I like it. Um, I I think city has to be big time favorite to to pull off the double. I don't know what kind of lineup they play on um, the weekend, uh, the Sunday FA Cup match, but their second team is pretty damn strong too. Um, they're going to have hungry players who want to score goals and who want to earn more minutes from from Pep um, in other matches. I I would be surprised to see Chelsea pull off either yeah. match. Chelsea the one I would be the one I'd be more concerned about is if they play the cup match a little more conservatively. Maybe try to to grind it out because you can get it to extra time and maybe PKs to advance. Um, but I I would I wouldn't mind taking a shot at plus one thirty one on, on City beating a, a very struggling Chelsea side twice. Yeah, and, and I'm I mean I'm buying this. Chelsea can't score, and that's all you need to know. And, and City, City can't, can. score, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't see any way that Chelsea get a result in either of these games, quite honestly. They, they... All right. I'll play devil's advocate one more time. Yeah. Um I, I agree. I mean, for what it's worth, I don't see see Chelsea getting anything here, but uh we do talk about you know what the lineup will look like potentially on Sunday, and we know that when De Bruyne and Holland if one of those guys is missing from the lineup, City have struggled to score. Um, yep. I, it's bit me a couple times because I've taken City team totals uh, and then I see, you know, De Bruyne sitting or I see Holland sitting and it, it completely ruins it. So if one of those guys, you know, Pep decides to, to sit for the first 60 minutes, like he's done that in the past where he sits Holland for the first 60 and then brings him on, you know, I, I could see that coming back and, and causing problems. Um you know, we like to make fun of Chelsea's finishing. They did score a few goals in the past week. Um, Sterling has been kind of the one doing it right now, which is concerning. Obama Yang has looks as washed as ever. Terrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm on record as saying is I think Pulisic is incredibly overrated by most people here in the US. Um so but he gets a lot on of the attention, bright side, undeserved. On the bright side, his dad did not release footage of <laughs> the true. USA national team coach. So yeah, shout out Papa Pulisic. <laughs> not doing that. Um so I think if there is a chance, it's it, it in a weird way, it's going to be the game at the Etihad on Sunday. Um, yeah. But you know, if 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 Holland and De Bruyne are starting both games, then yeah, I think it's an easy yeah. easy double. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our locks of the week, the hat trick of picks. Uh, as a reminder, we're absolutely fucking on fire. So let's keep that going. So Scotty, let the people know what you're taking. Yeah, so going to the FA Cup to start with this one. This round of the FA Cup is very exciting. Um, if you guys remember, this is kind of when we were introduced to Nottingham Forest when they they took out Arsenal and Nottingham Forest are a problem. Became a a, a, a trending hashtag on this podcast. Um, so I've kind of looked for some upsets here. Something you know, it's hard to always find the 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 right picks, but there's usually a formula here. Um, and I'm starting with Burnley money line at Burnmouth. Burnley is plus one seventy five. Burnley is 
far and away leading the the championship right now. They're in first place. Um, and typically when you think of Burnley, uh, you think about a really strong defensive side team that sets up to soak up pressure and then maybe gets a goal on a counter if they get lucky. That's not the case now. Um, they're actually leading the championship in goals. They have a league high 52 goals in 26 games. So oh. do the quick math that they're averaging two goals a game. Um, so happy learned how to putt. Burnley learned how to score. Uh, it's a formidable <laughs> combination. So you got a, a championship team that's really on the up and up, has tons of momentum, tons of confidence in their play. And then Burnmouth, who've been kind of floundering around a little bit in the, the Premier League lately. So uh, I think this is ripe for an upset. This is exactly the type of game where I would like to take the championship side over the Premier League side and the FA Cup. So so plus 175, I get it. Burmuth's at home, so you got to give them a little bit of an advantage. But this just seems right for the picking. Uh, I love the number, and I like the opportunity. So I'm shocked it's only 175. I mean, that tell, that should tell you everything you need to know, that they're absolutely a fighting dog in this game. Yeah. Yeah, they're top of the table. I mean, they they, they got to be doing something right. No doubt. What do you think, Coach? What are you taking? I'm going with a team that we just mentioned not too long ago. I'm, I'm looking at one of the FA matchups, which is actually two Premier League clubs. It's Brentford to advance against West Ham, uh, minus 115 right now, coming okay. off a win against Liverpool. Brentford's been in great form. Prior to that, they also beat West Ham at the London Stadium 2-0. Um, West Ham's been struggling all season. Blew Fucking a 2-1 lead. Yeah, blew a 2-1 lead at Leeds today to, to draw. I'm riding the hot hand. I'm riding the bees to to keep it going. Um, I'm taking the two advance in case you know West Ham's able uh, to get it. That's a great number. Yeah, get it, get it two extra times, so you get a little extra protection. And um, I, I just like the way Brentford's been playing, even without Tony. They've been getting results against teams like Liverpool. That's impressive to me. Was there an update on his injury? I feel like we saw it happen, and I don't, I didn't hear anything. He was supposedly available that. against Liverpool. They said that it was. He said he was. He thought he would like ask to play or whatever, and and the manager made the decision to take him off or keep him on the bench. All right, they're yeah. saving him for this game. There you go. Then he's probably available for this one, and uh, maybe he keeps up his good form. Yeah, I love it. I like it even more because they're they're at home, and then if Tony's available, that that just makes it even more enticing. Definitely. No, West Ham stinks. I mean, I yeah. just, I think they have they to be in their relegation them. zone. Yeah, they should be in the relegation zone right now. Yeah. And, and if you buy Brentford to win this in, in regulation, it's plus 145 at home. Wow. Good numbers. All right. So uh, I, I think I'm of the strong opinion. You know, we're all excited. Serie A is back, but the numbers this weekend absolutely suck. So I had to get super creative to, to put these locks through. And uh, I'm going to do one. It's a Scotty favorite. I haven't gone to it much, but we will, we're going to take a first half money line. I like Inter. They're plus 105. They're taking on Monza. Um, you know, we mentioned Inter with that dream start, taking three points off of Napoli. They have a couple of things going for them. And in that game, I, I think they had a ton of chances. There were three that come to the top of my mind. Uh, DeMarco, Lukaku, and Darmian all had prime chances to score in that first half. Did not go in. Um, I think Inter finally have all of their players healthy. So that means one of two things. Inzaghi sticks with that same squad and same lineup that handily outplayed Napoli today, or he can rotate in, in either way. Um, that's a huge advantage. And I think Monza just, you know, listen, they're a 15th place club. They tend to start these matches slow, you know, if at all. They, there's plenty of games where they haven't even scored. So I don't think there's a, a big threat for them to score. Um and, you know, Inter is a heavy favorite in this match, but taking them first half plus money, just too good to pass up. Glad you're getting on board to the first half lines. Sorry, coach. Go ahead. No, I was just going <laughs> to say that number is too good to pass up exactly for a team like Inter. I mean, Monza's kind of started to pick it up a little bit. They did get the late draw against Fiorentina, but again, started slow, got the draw late. Late draw. Yes. Yeah. 
So All right. we're going to ride. Going on to pick two for me, staying with the FA Cup, this time going double championship teams. Uh, Wigan at Lutton Town, over two and a half is plus 115. So this is kind of the reverse situation. You know, Burnley sitting at the top of the championship. This time I'm taking Wigan, who's at the bottom of the championship. And the reason they're at the bottom right now is because they've conceded a league high 46 goals. Um, so Burnley scoring two a game, Wigan basically conceding two a game. So already good start. Then you factor in the fact that they're actually pretty good at scoring themselves. They've actually scored about a goal a game this season, 26 goals over 26 games. So they're on track to average basically an over two and a half every game at plus money. That's great value. Everything feels pretty good. The cherry on top since Christmas day, they've played three games. All three games have ended four one. Love it. So yeah. there's been goals aplenty. You know, both teams are going to be up for the FA Cup because they're both in the championship side. They, they want to get to that next round and have a potential chance to, to play a game against a Premier League club. Uh, so they're going to be up for it. I think there'll be goals of plenty in this one over two and a half at plus money. Might be a rat line, but I'm taking the cheese on this no one. No way. You got to take it. Love it. Yeah. And I think teams like that, like you said, they've, they've got nothing to lose. They they can just go for it. They don't have to, you know, play tight because uh, we maybe we need to hold out for penalties or anything. Yeah. And the weird thing too, I was like trying to use the books lines to like help me make my decision. And both teams to score was like minus minus one ten, um, which was a weird one for me. You're, you're putting over at two and a half at plus money, both teams to score at basically even money. It, it feels a lot of that weird shit going on. That's, that's why I wound up taking up not to jump anybody. I'll get into it in a second, but that's why I wound up taking a lot of overs this week because the both teams scores numbers didn't add up. Yeah. So they, they're, they're leading me to this one. So I, I feel like there's good value here and it seems like it's a pretty consistent bet to make right now. Yeah. With you. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sticking with the FA cup. I'm not touching steady at all on any of my locks because I just, I didn't care for a lot when I looked at it. I, I want to touch. Want to stay away from any feelings bets with Roma. So I'm going to stick with the FA Cup. I'm going to take uh, Leeds money line at Cardiff City at minus 125. Leeds has started to, started to get results. Uh, came yeah. back to, to draw West Ham today. Uh, got that 0 0 against Newcastle, which was, was fairly impressive. They're still in the relegation battle, a couple of points above it right now. But uh, I think they're starting to play better football. Um, our, our boy Noto scored today, right? Yes, he did. Willie. So uh, he scored. Uh, happy to see that. And, um, you know, they've been mostly getting draws and when they get the results in the Premier League, but Cardiff sits 20th in the championship. So I'm just going to take the Premier League side in this one that's starting to kind of find its form a little bit. Yeah, number's good. And what this coincides with um, what's his name that hasn't been playing lately? Um, oh, the guy I can't stand. Bamford. Oh, Patrick Bamford. Dude, that right? can't score a goal. Yeah, yeah. dude, stinks. Oh. So as soon as he stops seeing the field, Rodrigo is now playing his forward. Aronson's oh. getting game time. Noto's getting game time. All of a sudden, Leeds just started looking way better. Give yeah. yourself a pat on the back, Nick. You had Rodrigo today. I did. I did. It wasn't one of my locks, but he was plus 220 to score. It seemed way too good to be true. So I, I took a shot and came through. There you go. Um. All right, so I'm going to go back to actually our featured match, Milan against Roma. It's not giving Roma a chance necessarily, but the over two and a half is even money. I like that number. Uh, Milan, as we mentioned, five points back. I think a win here sends a huge message to the league. I think it puts them exactly where they want to be. And this is one of those games, I think Scotty even mentioned it, Coach even mentioned it. it's going to take two to win, right? Somebody needs two. It, Highly doubt it's going to be Roma, but uh, Milan getting those contributions from the midfield is a great sign. Uh, Giroud is healthy. He started today. 
he had the World Cup of his life. That's a good sign. And I, you know, I hate to say it, but if Roma ever do start scoring, if they get one goal, if they get the first goal, even in this game, I think we're in phenomenal shape for more. So uh, I'll selfishly be rooting for Roma to get that first goal because one way or another, that's going to lead to this over. Even money, it's the best value in overs this week. Got to ride with it. I feel like there's a PK in this match too, which always helps. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I'll take the torch. I'll I'll stay in Serie A for my last pick. Um, Thank you. I'm taking Napoli minus one and a half. It's plus 105 at Sampdoria. Look, Napoli just lost their first game in the season in Serie A. Uh, they're going to come out. They're going to be playing angry. And if you're need in need of a bounce-back game, there's no better team to play right now than Sampdoria. That's- they have scored a league low, an unfathomably low number of eight goals all season. I'm pretty sure Napoli scored six in one game. So uh, two of those were today. I, two, I was gonna yeah. say two today though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think this is gonna be like a punching bag game where where Napoli has come out and and you know if you want to stay in you know the the Scudetto competition or, or in the t- talks and, and make sure you keep that lead, like you have to bounce back here. There's no real choice. You if you come out and you put up a dud, you lose points or drop points to Sampdoria, like that's as bad of a sign as you'll, you'll get to finishing the season strong. Go ahead, Nick. I know, I'm trying to pull it up. Sorry, I'm okay. just getting excited. So, oh, anyways. Money line first, they're minus 120, first half money line. Okay. you can, Not not a terrible bet. We were sitting here saying there weren't a lot of great picks in Serie A, but I think we found a few already. Um, one thing I this would one... say, too, for from a Napoli perspective, if you're someone who is in a, in a market where they allow player shot props, um, this is one where Napoli might be peppering the goal, or at least trying to pepper the goal, because... Sam even yeah. today conceded 68% possession to Sassuolo. They were playing on the counter. I was pissed off that, um, unfortunately, corners are not available yet. They'll probably be released tomorrow or the next day. I was screaming at corners for this match. Um, so something to keep an eye on. Mental no. Yeah. I agree with coaches is what I'm trying to say, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so originally, Scott, you had Rex and I saw as your third pick. You took it off the dock and – and uh, switched it to this Napoli pick. So I, I went with another TV famous club, uh, Sunderland, the most famous club on Netflix, the money line at Shrewsbury um, in the FA Cup at minus 105. So, you know, the most famous club on Netflix playing a team from League One that sits in 16th place. No less, I'm going to take the Black Cats. I think it's pretty good value for a team that's doing pretty good in the championship. Yeah, these numbers make no fucking sense. Yeah, I love some, it. Some of them really don't. And that's that, that was kind of the, the mentality I went in because Serie A was tricky today. And I was like looking at these FA Cup matches. And if you do a little browsing, I mean, and Scott, there's like, what, this is the round of 32 or 64 oh, yeah. or whatever is left. So there's a lot of matches out there. And if you kind of browse and pick and choose, you can find value where like a championship club is playing a league one side or yeah. a Premier League club is on the road at a championship side and things like that. So there's definitely things to look for. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, all right, so I'm going to go back to the well here for my last pick. It's uh, Bologna at Atalanta, over two and a half goals. This one is minus 120. I think we can officially stamp Atalanta as being back, and I don't mean being back as being a good team. I mean being back as being a hashtag easy overs club for the podcast. There have been three or more goals in their last four. Bologna has had three or more goals in their last five. More important than that, Bologna have scored goals in all of those last five games, all except for one. And I think they gave up three goals in that match, which obviously they would have needed to to, to make that stat work. So, um, no, the one they didn't uh, score was today against Roma. They lost one nothing. 
I didn't factor that into ah. the, the last match. I'm sorry. So that's a, I lied to you guys on air. I'm sorry. I was looking at the previous five, not including today. Um, I, and I don't know how they looked, but Bologna's defense is terrible. I think Adelanta's going to need a win in this game after that 2-2 draw. Um, but their defense is equally bad. So I, I like this one. It was, like I said, a very big struggle to to find what we're going to do in Serie A. Um, and I think both teams to score in this one was like minus 170. So you know what? We're going to pray for an extra goal and, and get that minus 120 number that we need. I like it. Yeah, that that Adelanta defense, I don't know what happened to them all of a sudden. I remember they were like top of the table in terms of goals allowed for a while. And uh, that, yeah. that's, that's going to lost Dumfries. Yeah. <laughs> I say let kind of con- tongue in cheek, but let it, let it continue for another week. Yeah. All right. That gives us. Our, or leaves us just with our, our podlock of the week, the return of the podlock of the week. I think it's been about two months since we've had one. Um, so we need to need to get out on the right foot. Um, we are going with a total, Nick's bread and butter. We're taking the over two and a half in Lazio versus Empoli. Lazio, you know, they had a, a another team that's coming, needs, needs a bounce back game. They need a bounce Big back time. game. They're home. Empoli are coming in with a pretty mediocre defense. Um, and Lazio, you know, if you want to stat the over two and a half has hit in 12 of their last 13 matches. So their defense, as Nick will tell you also not exactly a, a thing Terrible. of beauty. Uh, hopefully their goals are plenty in this one. It's minus minus one forty, So the books are thinking it's, it's going to be a, a goal fest as well, but listen, free money is free money. We need a win to get our, our pod lock streak back on the, uh, on the up and up um, after a two month hiatus. So we'll take this one. This should be an easy one. And as a reminder, we're eight, three and three on the year with the pod lock. So that is uh Eight wins up against three losses, and I think we're up about four units with the pod lock itself. So uh, this this hopefully should be the one. The easiest of overs uh, is, is what we're hoping for. All right. Well, that's going to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for coming back. As a reminder, uh, anytime we're not recording, we will be posting picks and write-ups on Patreon. Um, normally, those are for subscribers only. Uh, early access to the pod uh, and and certainly we'll have a couple of additional picks through there throughout the weeks Uh, but thank you guys for coming back and listening and thanks for cashing with us